the people side of business the human side of business in the 60s it was introduced as a major consideration major variable in the world of work the people side the psychology of work now because of the four forces we have to rethink the people side of work because the very nature of work is changing so that is why this becomes a significant imperative for organizations going forward so we need people experts people who are specialists who can help facilitate this changing nature of work in their organization Hey, Dr. Bob, how are you doing today? Good. How are you? How I'm are you, Bill? Great. I'm doing great. Uh, it's I always enjoy talking to you. Uh, we're like we're like friends or brothers, aren't we? Exactly. Brothers who haven't met each other ever. It's crazy. Ever. <laughs> so it's been uh, it's been fun writing this book uh, that you you started with this, this idea of a new world of work. And, uh, you asked me to join you and, um, Robert Ramirez as well in writing about the things that you've seen are, are, have changed. You've been in, uh, in the workforce and HR and all that for how many years now? 52, 52. Oh, so you, you would you say, you at least live the old world of work. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. And you saw uh, change is a, a, a scary thing for people, isn't it? Exactly. People have like a hard time dealing with change. Why, why do you think that is? Human beings uh, want to have some predictability in their lives, you know. We are creatures of routine, you know. We will we feel secure with the routine, and if the, the routine is changed, we feel insecure, and because we have to learn new things and do it the new way, etc. And and that takes some time to get used to. So that transition period between the old and the new becomes always a challenge, right? Yeah, and I would think people that have been in a company for a while, uh, maybe advanced up to higher positions, um, they probably resist change more than those down toward the bottom of the organization. Right. Because there's security in predictability, okay? Yeah. So, so, so this idea of a new world of work is scary to a lot of people, right? It's scary to different groups of people right mm -hmm. because what is causing one of the main causes of this the changed world of work is digitization okay digital legit work is being digitized at a accelerating speed so the younger generations are much more used to the challenges and the vagaries of digital the digital world so they are used more used to change in the digital world 
and people who are used to the old ways, in other words, bricks and mortar way of doing work, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so, so we wrote this um, book, The New World of Work, People Leadership in the Digital Age. Uh, there you are, Dr. Bob um, Bashker D. Biswas, uh, myself, and uh, Dr. Robert Ramirez to kind of lay out uh, a, a case that the world of work has changed and that we need now more than ever, we need people leaders uh, in this digital age. So you kind of led us right into that um, topic right away. So today what I wanted to, to focus on our conversation is on the, uh, the new world of work, the concept itself, uh, kind of big picture before we head out on the more um, specific parts of our book. Um, so the new world of work, um, what is it? And so before we get into the new world of work, what is it that you would say is the world of work? When you say that phrase, the world of work, what's that mean? Most of us humans have to do something that produces income for us. Hmm? so that we can live our daily lives. So the world of work is is the stuff we do on our daily day-to-day -day basis that generates income for us to sustain a hierarchy of needs, okay? Starting with physiological needs and then security needs and going up Maslow's hierarchy of needs. So the world of work is that part of our daily lives that we devote to earning a living, in, to put it in simple terms. Yeah, it's a huge part of our lives. The people talk about work-life balance. So we have exactly. the life side and then the, world, the work side, right? That work side is everything we do. Uh, traditionally, in the old world of work, we're talking about that includes commuting to work. That includes um, how you were supervised, uh, your time card all those different things are part of the world of work. So we basically to make a clear distinction, we human beings, we work. All our waking hours, we work. We work for economic benefit and we work for non-economic benefit, okay? So this world of work we are talking about in our book is our daily work lives that produces economic benefit for us. Gotcha. And so we we uh, talk about the old world of work. When do you think uh, the new world of work started to, to come about? When did you start seeing changes in your life about the new world of work? With the advent of the personal computer, I would think is a threshold, a tipping point for this change. With the I would say in the early 80s. Yeah. If you want me to pin it down, I would think the world of work started changing when I the IBM PC first came out, okay? Mm. That was in the early 80s. And computing, computing became ubiquitous. Before computing was uh, mass scale data processing was in the bailiwick of engineers, scientists, advanced professionals, etc. 
But the, with the advent of the personal computer and specifically IBM PC, and then Apple also, Apple, the early, early versions of Apple, you know, I can't even remember the names of the early yeah. versions of Apple. But that made compute, computation ubiquitous, available to everybody anywhere, anytime. Yeah, I remember that, I was a, a kid in the early 80s uh you and i are from a different generation i'm more of a i'm in the gen x uh category you're in the the baby boomer generation but when i was a little kid uh we had a tandy computer that we plugged into our tv and i could make it say my name repeatedly that was kind of fun for me and then i remember in junior high my friend uh parents had a apple 2e computer and uh in sixth grade at school, they had like an old army barracks where they put a bunch of computers and we could play Oregon Trail. And I, I just remember playing with those uh, computers going, you know, it would be really neat is if I could make money playing on a computer, being on a computer. And and here we are, right? We, uh, as DeVry professors in uh, COVID, we completely made our living on a computer. So I got my, my wish come true. In, in a very bad way. So to answer your basic question, I think the tipping point was the advent of the personal computer. Gotcha. For the changing nature of work. Yeah, and so in our, in our book, uh, in the preface, you wrote, currently one can say that there are four forces of change that seem to be ushering in seismic change to the future of work and thus human relations and human capital management in the workplace. That's a, a big sentence, we'll unpack that later. But uh, today we're gonna focus on the new world of work. These four forces are digitization, like you mentioned, new public health crises, environmental sustainability, and demographic changes leading to creative talent management. So you kind of touched on digitization already. Anything else on that um, bullet point? Yeah, digitization is the 800 pound gorilla in the room changing the world of work uh, it is affecting every part of our life and we ain't seen anything yet with the advent of metaverse the way we uh, our digital lives are going to merge with our physical lives in a way that we have human humankind has never seen before so one can say without equivocation that digitization has caused the world of work to change dramatically. It is the it is the conduit through which the way we work, the way we spend our work life is completely altered. Yeah, I, I, I can. That's why it is the primary 800 pound gorilla of change. Yeah, and I think I've seen in my work life, uh, automation um, being a big thing. That's part of digitization. Is this idea that the things I used to do that I got paid by the hour to do are now done automatically by a machine. Um, that could be scary for uh, older people who have that um, security and they derive their power by being able to do those tasks. But it also could be difficult for teenagers entering the workforce where this idea of autom autom automation could take jobs. 
We haven't, as I said before, we haven't seen anything as yet. There's a masses of changes that lies ahead in our in our daily lives and especially in our work lives with ad, the, the exponential growth of digitization uh, in in the workplace. Yeah. The technology is changing by leaps and bounds. We've also seen uh, with COVID-19, uh, the massive disruption that was a public health crisis. Um, but here in our book, we talk about crises. Um, have you seen prior to COVID-19 um, a public health crisis that disrupted work? Public, not to this extent. It is a <coughs> the COVID-19 pathogen. The it's uh, become it's now becoming uh, endemic, as you know, which is means that it's going to live, carry on with us, be part of our lives, and therefore cause major change in the way we work. Then that will cause a need to look at work differently, uh, and to live with this pathogen forever going forward. So that is an, the second and another very important force for change. For example, COVID-19 forced us to work from home more so than ever before. That That is dramatic change in the way we work, right? Caused yeah. by an international public health crisis. And I think uh, there used to be people at work in the campus or in the office that were germaphobes. Right, and we made fun of those people. Uh, why are you always washing your hands? Why are you using a hand sanitizer? Um, and now they're the smart ones. They're the ones that um, can help us understand how to to keep uh, our germs to ourselves. But uh, it seems like with the remote work and then coming back to the office, the the need for um, there's some new opportunities there. Um, also, we've seen a shift from environmental sustainability. Um, being there's been a green movement before. There's been uh, people that are very environmentally conscious, but we're seeing more and more businesses. Um, it's no longer an option to be environmentally sustainable. Uh, it's a requirement. And uh, how have you seen that kind of change? I, as I tell my students. Our world, environmental sustainability is a problem humanity has to face because it's an exist, existential threat that you cannot avoid it. Uh, the way I dram dramat dramatically explain this, the island of Mauritius, which is an island in the east, in, in the Indian Ocean, in the west of India, mm -hmm. the few years ago, the president, the newly formed president, held his first cabinet meeting underwater. In scuba <laughs> gear, all the ministers went underwater. He was highlighting to the world that the problem of the rising seas is so huge that that whole island will be underwater pretty soon, if it's not already. So there needs to be massive migration of people, and that will affect the changing nature of work. But the pathogen problem, okay, 
has been aggravated by massive changes in the world's population. We are reaching almost 9 billion people. Mm. I show my students the world clock that is a presentation of the U.S. Census Bureau that is a world clock ticking away. Every second babies are being born and the world population is increasing. And then the world population is increasing, but uh, increasingly mobile also, moving around all over the place. National borders are not being able to control people's uh, in and out, okay, across the whole world. And therefore, people are moving by any, by any means, by airplanes, by trains, by tr automobiles or trucks or whatever across the whole world. Mm -hmm. And along with it, the pathogens are moving along with the transitory nature of humankind these days, creating yeah. a serious yeah. uh, world, continued serious world health crises, and therefore causing the nature of work to change. Yeah, and I've... Uh, That's the second factor. I wrote the, the chapter on uh, green HR and that environmental sustainability used to be seen as a cost. It was something that cost you money to go green. Um, but now we're seeing that it is, um, it can be profitable. It can be attract great, um, a great workforce and, and so on. So there's some opportunity in, uh, going towards an environmental sustainability model as well. Uh, and the fourth one is demographic changes. Uh, this is kind of my area of expertise here. We've seen this massive change in the type of people that work. Uh, we have here in america especially we have um, ethnicities and cultures from and religions from all over the world where uh through the digitization that you mentioned earlier we also have a global workforce uh, we can have a workforce that's spread all throughout the globe and uh, we also have now because baby boomers um, are one of the first generations to live longer and work longer we have four generations working side by side in the workforce and so that's a major shift that is uh making companies look at how to, to adjust to this new world as well what do you see in, in terms of demographic changes we are ethnic diversity is existing across the whole world okay and that's because of the exponential growth in world population and the con uncontrolled migration. It's almost impossible to create laws and rules to control migration because the numbers of people across the whole world is it has increased so much. People are moving to wherever they are, they get economic benefit and it's hard to stop this type of uh, forced migration across the world. And because of this migration, and movement of people around the whole world for the purpose of economic benefit, mainly these demographic changes are causing uh, is one of the is the fourth force of change in the new world of work. Yeah, and I, I think uh, both you and I and Robert as well are optimistic people. We're entrepreneurial mindset. We see these environmental changes. Uh, these four forces and uh, instead of be upset about it 
we are looking for ways to um, harness that power. Maybe uh, we have this little icon, a picture of a, a breeze, a, 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 a wind. Instead of fighting the wind, you want to, to go with the wind and find the opportunities um, that these changes um, bring on. And so there's uh, plenty of opportunities for businesses to um, engage in the world of work. Obviously, digitization for a business, automate everything you can. Uh, it's a great way to increase increase your productivity um, because it, it machines can um, be more consistent than people. There's lots to people that are, are difficult. So the more you can um, bring in the power of machine learning, digitization, uh, those things, I think your business is going to be better off. Um, do you see other opportunities for businesses for dis digitization? The opportunities uh, will arise out of organizations and companies and various employing organizations, as you say, to go with the wind, because these forces of change are happening whether we like it or not, okay? So the best thing and the purpose of our book is to provide um, guidelines or thinking, new thinking of how we ride with the, with the wind, okay? The winds of change. That's the purpose of the book. And we have become, we, we laid, laid out very, very specific terms of what the opportunities are to adapt to the new ways of working, okay? Which is caused by these four forces, okay? Yep. Did I answer your question? Yeah, that was good. Yeah. And, and you see here on the screen um, the different opportunities businesses have uh, for because of COVID and, and things like that. Remote tools have gotten better. Remote work is something that um, is an opportunity that was uh, is more uh, workplaces are more open to. We're creating healthier workplaces. There's a better sense of autonomy. In uh, environmental sustainability, we're seeing that that people want that, and so businesses have the opportunity to put those things in. And uh, it's, and then the demographic changes. How do we harness that power, increase the collaboration, and use those remote tools? And, and hey, Bill, for workers, Bill, if you go back to the previous uh -huh. slide, to dramatize this point, the new public health, why change, and we have to ride the wave of change the purpose of this book, let me give you a specific example. Because of the COVID crisis and the concern for infectious diseases in the workplace, what a change that has been ushered in, that's one of those riding the wave issues, office layouts are being a really being given a, being given a rethink big time how you lay out offices, the placement of desks, the flow of traffic on the hallways, all of these things are being part of the change process that is taking place in how we work. It's just simple fact where the cubicles are, where the desks are, where the receptionist desk will be. There will there be a plexiglass in front of the receptionist desk. All of these have been caused by this second force that we talked about. And that is why we are writing this book, because we 
the work life, our work life has to go through a major rethink here. Put the plexiglass in front of our desk. And that's completely new way of the working, right? Yeah. Have a screen in front of us. While while also emphasizing the people, the human element, right? The the people exactly. connection. Because I know um, for me, when I started using self-checkout uh, at, at the grocery store, um, that kind of took away that personal interaction I had with, with the person. When I started using Netflix instead of going to Blockbuster, I no longer talked to the person to rent my movies. And uh, with COVID, that, the plexiglass has been a barrier to human interaction. And uh, we know that those are going to exist still. So we have to, so as, as leaders, wherever I go, wherever I go, the bank, do you name it? You know, if you want to ch any checkout counter, anything, they all have plexiglass now. Everywhere, yeah. it's a new way of working. And my my daughter uh, just recently at their school, they they dropped the mask mandate, and so my daughter was concerned now because she, with the mask on, she was able to hide the faces she was making at people, um, the judgmental faces she was making because she had a mask on. Uh, and so now she has to do her makeup again to go to school and watch uh, what faces she makes because people can see her face. Um, we, we in some places we still have and, and may always have um, people that wear masks. And so we have to find ways to still touch uh, people uh, keep that human element alive in a world of plexiglass, right? Yeah. Just to make highlight this and give it a real humanity to it, in one of the meetings I was in uh, of all the chief financial officers, they were talking about rethinking the workplace. And one person was saying in their workplace, they have a lot of hallways. Now they have rules. They've made placards, signs with rules. If you see Bill coming down the hallway, stop. Let him pass. <laughs> Don't walk next to him. This, guys, if you think about it, <laughs> if you think about it, this is massive change. And we have to cope with this change. We have to think it through, internalize these changes because, face it, the world of work is changing. Yeah. And and for workers, you know, we a lot of our um, students, we've been talking about this book for the past uh, year and a half as we've been writing it. Our students are highly interested in this book. Um, I think they they most of the time they tell me, oh, man, tell me when I can buy a copy so I can give it to my boss. They're, they're looking for um, opportunities for their bosses to understand the new world of work and how to to help serve their, their workers. Um, but for workers themselves, there's opportunities for them in this new world of work. Obviously, the you mentioned earlier, the younger generations are more apt to adopt um, and ride the wind, wind of change because it's they have that advantage. Um, they have a lot less uh, learning curve to get up to to our speed. And so they welcome this digitization. They have more access to information. They know how to pull something up on their phones um, with no problem. And so there's some opportunities for younger people to um, become people leaders. 
to be the people that help help their workers uh, go through these changes. Just uh, anybody who's listening to our this video, if you just research the changes that are forthcoming with the metaverse initiative, hmm? the word universe is being changed to metaverse. And that is really going to change the nature of work further. Change is going to be the only constant going forward. Continuous change is going to be the only constant going forward. That's why this book is so pertinent and so so relevant right now, because we yeah. deal with all these change elements in the workplace. And I think this offers new leadership growth opportunities for people that didn't exist before. Um, people that are socially conscious, they now see their um, organization val having the same value they have at home, uh, so that they like that as well. So, so really, the bottom line is that people are the key asset. I think was what we've been saying today. There's a lot of changing going on. There's a lot of forces uh, of change that can be unsettling, um, but we know in the new world of work that people are the key. And so I think the best opportunity we have is to be people specialists. Uh, and you've seen that phrase before, people specialist, right? Where are you seeing that at? Let me just tell you and the audience something. Uh, in the 1960s, a person I knew, Mr. Stan Herman, wrote a book called People Specialists. When in the 60s, for the first time, a book came out called The Human Side of the Enterprise by Doug McGregor. And that was a seminal book that that initiated or introduced psychology in the workplace. It had started in the 1940s with the, with the Hawthorne studies, but when um, Doug McGregor's book, The Human Side of the Enterprise, came out, I have a 25th uh, uh, printing uh, anniversary of that book that really ushered in organizational behavior, psychology in the workplace in a big way. In addition, that brought in the soft side of the workplace, okay, the human side of the workplace. And Stan Herman wrote a book about the people specialists who deal with this new world. At that time, the new world of work the human side of work, okay? And now we are faced with a new world again with these four forces and the people specialists, the people who handle the human side of this new enterprise, of this digital and the, the enterprise that is a, that has come out of these four forces need people think leaders, people leaders or people specialists who will guide us through this new world of work. That's the people specialist Bill is talking about. The yeah, new I... human relations experts that will guide enterprises, organizations and individuals through this new world of work. 
Yeah, and you even mentioned uh, in the preface here, going back to that line, human capital management rather than human resources management. Um, it could even be called people management in some cases, um, but people leadership, whatever those phrases are. But we've seen that shift in uh, human resources from seeing people as a, um, a, a, a tool to be used or on that that um, type of the the that they're seen as a tool rather than a person. And we've saw, like you said, the soft side of things to where now people are um, being much more valued. I think uh, the best way to explain this, you know, is the people side of business, the human side of business. In the 60s, it was introduced as a major consideration, major variable in the world of work, the people side, the psychology of work. Now, because of the four forces, we have to rethink the people side of work because the very nature of work is changing. So that is why this becomes a significant imperative for organizations going forward. Right now, right at this very moment, the challenge that business leaders have is skills management, people management, talent shortages, the great resignation, all of these phenomena. This COVID-19 and these four forces has created the human beings who work to go back to their homes and do some deep thinking about their work life. And they are finding it is not very satisfactory because it is not bosses are still trying to manage the old way when the four forces has created the nature of work to change. So we need people experts, people who are specialists who can help facilitate this changing nature of work in their organizations. That's why the word people specialist. The other way to explain it the word resource in its very nature is manage resources, which is reduce costs, reduce expenses. You know, that's resource management. All of these words is an inside out view of organizational effectiveness, inside out view. What we need is an outside in view. It's the new nature of work, the four forces, the changing workplace create, needs us to look at from outside how to make people more effective from the external viewpoint, okay? Mm -hmm. Instead of resource management, which is an internal out view, in, inside out view. That yeah, I, is an, the paradigm shift that we have under, we have to undertake. Yeah. and, and and going back to digitization, that's a, it's a very appealing thing to automate things, to do the tasks that are redundant, to have some um, machine do those things. And so the value of the workforce, the value of the human beings will be those that could understand humans, the people, and uh, motivate them to do the work that machines can't do. And there will always be that um, opportunity. So thank you, Dr. Bob, for um, 
being with us today and all your years of experience giving us the um really the big picture the of the book is all about laying the foundation for the rest of the book right absolutely we we we're gonna it was uh difficult for us to not um go too far in depth but we know we have so many other topics uh to go into and uh we'll we'll in future videos be more focused in on those things as well so uh thank you all for joining us and we'll see you next thank time thank you very much thank you bill thank you all for listening to us